Lecture topic. Safeguarding Iman. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladhin as-tafa. Amma ba'du fa'audu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم المرء على دين خليله فلينظر أحدكم من يخالل أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم most respected on the Maikiram, brothers and elders. In the Quran Sharif, Allah wa Ta'ala mentions that Afahasibtum Annama Khalaqanakum Abatha. This ayat comes after the discussion of what's going to happen on the day of Qiyamah. فَإِذَا نُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَلَا أَنْسَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ يَوْمَ إِذِيُ وَلَا يَتَسَاءَلُونَ When the trumpet will be blown and on that day when Qiyamah will be heralded, will come in, when Qiyamah will take place then فَلَا أَنْسَابَ بَيْنَهُمْ يَوْمَ إِذِيُ وَلَا يَتَسَاءَلُونَ There will be no relationship between anybody. All the very, very close ties of family relationships. Somebody is someone's father, someone is the son, someone is the mother, somebody is the daughter, and brother and sister and uncles and aunts and whoever. Allah says, On that day, all these relationships will all be severed. Nobody will bother about anybody else. And walayat asa'alun, nobody will ask the other also, everything is okay, can I do something for you? Nobody will be interested in anybody else. And then various other aspects are mentioned thereafter. And when the people of those who conducted themselves in a way that they forgot Allah Ta'ala, they forgot that this day of Qiyamah is a reality, they lived their lives in heedlessness, and now they are headed towards Jahannam, Allah Ta'ala will ask them, أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ That what did you think? That you were created just in vain? Created without any purpose? Without any object in life? Like a child, the child is now playing around somewhere, so now he's on the beach, some sand castle he's building. So he's building a very, very nice, fancy sand castle and finding some shells from here and there to decorate it and making some kind of boundary wall for it also, like it's going to have to stay very secure. But at the end of the day, suddenly when the parents say, now we, if you move, the father is there with him, now we're going to go. So he himself kicks it down. He kicks it into the ground and he moves off because this was just all in vain. There was no reality to it. It was just to entertain himself for that short while. But now the so-called castle he was building, 
But that castle was all in vain. Nobody was going to live in it really. And there was no benefit really to take from it. So Allah Ta'ala will ask on that day, أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَسًا That you think we created all the system of the universe and then put you into this whole system. Was this just in vain? Just like that child's play, just for a few minutes to entertain oneself and then everything will just be forgotten. No, 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 there's a very, very great purpose. It's not in vain. This is a very important journey. Insan, his journey started off in alam e arwah Allah Ta'ala had created all the souls and Allah Ta'ala himself questioned the souls. And everybody then submitted to Allah Ta'ala that you are our Rabb. Then the journey continues, insan comes into dunya. This dunya is not the end of the journey, it's just a passing phase of that journey. But a very, very important phase. It is in this phase of dunya that he will determine which direction he will go in. On the day of Qiyamah, Fariqun fil Jannah or Fariqun fil Sa'ir. There will be one group towards Jannah, one group towards Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala save us from it. So now, which direction a person takes, he has to make that happen now. And if he forgot that this was the place to make that direction, to make that abode for himself, now on the day of Qiyamah he'll be asked, أَفَحَسِبْتُمْ أَنَّمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ عَبَثًا وَأَنَّكُمْ إِلَيْنَا لَا تُرْجَعُونَ Did you think you were created just in vain? You won't be returned to us? And Allah Ta'ala mentioned this to us in the Qur'an Sharif already, so that we don't wait for that moment to realize that this question is going to be asked to those who are headed towards Jahannam. Therefore we need to make our life in dunya so that we don't become in that group who are going to be questioned about this, that did you think also your life was in vain? Just merry-making, entertainment, just having some fun and excitement and life will just go along and then we'll see now what happens, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But some bridges, when a person has crossed it, it's too late to decide what to do. So you know, we'll see, we'll cross that bridge, when we come to it, then it's too late to now decide whether I can take a U-turn, there's no U-turn then. So in any case, the point is that this dunya is a place of making the akhirat. What kind of life we lead in dunya, that is the kind of outcome that we will be getting in the hereafter. So this is the place of building up the, the akhirat. How will this be built up? It will be built up with iman and amal. To the extent that a person has developed his iman, and to the extent that he has acquired and accumulated righteous actions, to that extent he will make his akhirat. The ticket to Jannat is obviously Iman, and if he's together with that had righteous actions to his credit, inshallah he'll go straight to Jannat. Otherwise, Allah forbid, he might have to go through a cleansing process. So now this is the crucial aspect of Iman and Amal. Now in this time on earth, this Iman and Amal that we are meant to develop, to strengthen, to live by this Iman and Amal, Otherwise, we could, Allah forbid, finish off somewhere else. Among the things that are crucially important in this regard, 
is the environment. The environment that a person keeps himself in, because that environment will impact on his iman and his amal. The kind of environment he finds himself in, that will have an effect. If it's a good environment, that good environment will have a positive impact on his heart. And that will then translate into becoming more conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And it will make him more active in terms of deen. And he puts himself in a negative environment, an environment of evil, an environment of vice and sin, of heedlessness, of just living life, like dunya is just a place of just entertainment. And Allah forbid that is going to be the impact on the heart. And that heart is then going to be disinclined from deen. That heart is going to be inclined towards those kind of actions. So there's a very, very great emphasis on environment. Environment, one's company makes up one's environment. The kind of company he puts himself into, that's his environment. The place that he goes to, that will be the environment. The surroundings make up his environment. From one hadith sharif, we get a very, very clear message. When Nabi Karim says, Ahabbul biladi ilallahi masajiduha. Wa abhadul biladi ilallahi aswakuha. That the most beloved of all places on earth to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala are the masajid. One is, Alhamdulillah, we all understand what is the masjid all about. Masjid is the house of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. It is a place where the ibadat of Allah ta'ala takes place. And the masajid are the places which are the most beloved to Allah Ta'ala on earth, as in the Hadith Sharif Nabi Kareem Salaam says. So now this is the most beloved of all places to Allah Ta'ala on earth, wherever there is a masjid. And then the other side of it, so one was this much, we would just have taken it as being a very virtuous place. But the message of environment comes from the second part. That this too is part of the environment that brings that virtue. وَأَبْغَضُ الْبِلَادِ إِلَى اللَّهِ أَسْوَاقُهَا the most detested of all places to Allah Ta'ala are the marketplaces. Now the most detested, every day people are in the marketplace, they are in their businesses, they are going to buy the necessities. So does it mean that this is something that they are doing haram? The most detested of all permissible places to go to. Some place that is haram, that's not even in the equation. A place that is haram to go to, that is out of the discussion. A mu'min can't be imagined that a mu'min will go to a place that is haram, where blatant sin is taking place. It's a place of sin. It's some place of gambling, of zina, a place of other evils and vices. It's not something possible to comprehend that a mu'min will take his iman in such a place. So that is out of the equation. That is not even in the discussion all the permissible places to go to, the most detested to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala are the marketplaces. Why? Because the marketplace is a place where generally people become very lax in deen. All kinds of things are happening there, all kinds of things are said and done. Sometimes there's so much of deception happening in there too. Then everybody is in the marketplace. Not only the mu'mineen that are in the marketplace, there's everybody there. So everyone is doing their own thing. A person out of his need, out of his necessity, he's going to go to run his business for his job, for his whatever profession. 
to go buy his needs. So this is a place out of necessity he's going to be in there for that period of time. But he's being alerted that remember this environment is not something suitable. So you need to be super cautious. Be very alert. Otherwise it can have an impact on the heart that can become very damaging to deen. And therefore there's such great rewards for remembering Allah Ta'ala in the marketplace. Person in the marketplace decides La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la lahul mulk wa lahul hamd yuhyi wa yumit wa huwa hayyun la yamut biyadihi al-khayr wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir gets rewarded with a million rewards. Why? Because this is a place of such intense ghaflat. Total heedlessness. People who come out of the masjid sometimes go there and forget Allah Ta'ala. And mashallah, this person is conscious of Allah Ta'ala. He's remembering Allah Ta'ala. He's not disobeying Allah Ta'ala's commands, even in that place. And then engaging in this verbal zikr of Allah Ta'ala. So this piety coupled with the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, then this is the virtue he gets. So what the lesson is nevertheless, environment. The masjid, the environment of the masjid, person comes into the masjid sometimes without even any intention to perform his salah for that matter. He might have been somebody that was called in to fix up something. Muslim person, mashallah, came with iman. But unfortunately sometimes person not very conscious about his salah. But now he came in the masjid maybe to fix up something. And while he's in the masjid now the azan took place. Suddenly people are getting ready for salah. That person, bichara, didn't perform his salah for the whole week or so maybe. But that day he'll make his salah. Because he was already in that environment, the environment of the house of Allah Ta'ala. He'll make his salah. Inshallah he'll make it. What made him make it? Though he didn't have any intention, he was in the masjid, in the environment of the salah. And take a regular musalli. Somebody performing his salah five times a day. And just put him in front of some match. And in that moment now the azan goes. Somebody tell him it's salah time. He says, but just wait, let the game finish off. Let the game finish off. We'll see afterwards, we'll perform the salah later. Then that might become qaza also. And then you say, we'll think about it later. Regular musalli and musti salah. That which Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that the person who misses one salah, man fatathu salatun, faka'annama wutira ahluhu wa maluhu, the loss of that is so severe, it's like him losing his entire family and all his possessions and belonging and wealth all at one go. Nothing remaining. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us from all the calamities and hardships. Allah forbid such a person might lose his mind. That is just to give a sense of the extent of loss, of missing one salah. Now that regular musalli also, what happened to him? That environment impacted on him. That environment impacted on his heart. And as a result, this became the outcome. And that person, that was a bad thing, he was missing his salah, but he came in the masjid and he performed his salah because of being in the right environment. So the environment has a very, very direct impact. This is something common, understood all over the world is a very, very high Priority on keeping the environment pollution free. So now there's constant 
issues in that regard. This place now is being heavily polluted because of factories and because of this and that and the other. And now people take up the issue and now want people to now is cut down on the emissions and what not carries on. Why? But I can't see anything. I can't see all the toxins that are floating in the air. What are you making such an issue about? You can't see it, but you're breathing it. And as you are breathing it, it's impacting on your lungs. And gradually it's causing a problem. And the day will come and suddenly you'll find that now that lung is collapsing, then it'll be too late to do anything. So now you have to clean the environment out. So just as that environment, there's so much of concern that the physical environment must be clean from all the pollutants. Why? Though it's not visible, it's not visible but it is there and it is harming a person and it is accepted it's harming him. So likewise a person in a spiritually polluted environment. Now at this time of the year, Allah protect us. So many public places become such environments where spiritual pollution is at a peak. The nudity and what not goes on Allah Ta'ala save us. That is a spiritually polluted environment. Very, very high pollution. Person merely passing through there won't be able to escape the effects. What about a person goes and deliberately puts himself in there? What happens to his heart? What happens to his iman? Sometimes a person feels, but what happened? I don't know what happened. But many a person, though he didn't realize where it came from, but many a person after the so-called holiday season says, I don't know what happened. I'm not sure where this started off from. What happened? He says, MashaAllah, I was once upon a time making tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif daily, one para, two paras daily. My five times salah was in place. I was so much inclined. The heart was so enthusiastic towards deen. Suddenly I'm finding everything is dead. I can't make one ruku of tilawat also. And my salah missing and I can't get up for Fajr Salah anymore. Something is gone really haywire. But what happened in between? Something, some, something changed in between? No, no, I don't know. Nothing changed. I just went for a holiday and came. But you also know what you did on the holiday. You also know where you went. You know what you exposed yourself to. You know what your eyes were looking at. You know what your ears were listening to. You know what your heart was engaged in. Now that was the spiritual pollution that killed all the zeal for deen. In a spiritually polluted environment, Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us, these environments draw down azab. These environments draw down azab. In one hadith sharif, it is mentioned that when Nabi Kareem went to Tabuk, very very big army of Sahaba, and on the way to Tabuk, now on the way, they had to pass through the place of Samud, Hijr. And this place was now in ruins after the Azab came upon these people thousands of years before. Thousands of years had passed. This place was in ruins. The Azab of Allah Ta'ala had come upon them. Everybody was destroyed besides the few believing people with the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. And nevertheless, this was a route people used to use as road to go past. So the wells, people used to draw water from it. So now the Sahaba Ikram, huge army, 30,000. So there were many who were ahead, some were behind. 
So as they passed through this place, many got there earlier. So now water was a very, very scarce thing and water was more valuable than gold. Wherever you find water, that's the first thing you do, you take the water. So they drew the water from the wells, fill the water into their containers. Many started using the water and made their dough to make bread. And by that time, somebody came to Nabi Karim Wasallam and informed him that this is what has transpired. Some Sahaba already reached this area. They already drew the water from the wells. Something might have made somebody a little concerned. Is this in order? What we did was right or not? So they came to inform him. That is this okay? We've drawn the water from this place. Already put the water in the containers. Somebody already used the water to make their dough. Nabi Karim Wasallam gave the instruction, throw that water away, discard it. Nobody should ever consume that water. That flour that now has been used and mixed with the water and dough made with it, give that to the animals to eat. Nobody must consume that. And then Nabi Karim Wasallam said to them, لَا تَدْخُلُوا مَسَاكِنَ الَّذِينَ وَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ إِلَّا أَن تَكُونُوا بَاكِينَ don't enter the places, the environments of those who have oppressed themselves. When they oppressed themselves, thousands of years ago. Those who oppressed themselves as a result of which the azab of Allah Ta'ala came upon them. Don't even enter their places except illa antakunu bakin. Except that you are crying. The eyes crying is not something in a person's control. Sometimes it will cry, sometimes it will not cry. But the heart crying is in everybody's control. He can make his heart cry. How he will engage his heart, he will cry. So Nabi Karim is saying, don't enter this area or any area where people have oppressed themselves in this manner. The azab of Allah Ta'ala came upon them. Except that you are crying. Why? Out of fear that that azab which came upon them should not befall you. Now when this problem happened and when the vice took place, when the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala happened thousands of years prior and the azab of Allah came and this entire community was destroyed. Nabi Karim Salaam is saying don't still enter because this place is a place of azab. Many times there's some calamity somewhere some situation where people face some difficulty, some calamity. Many times people go to sightsee such places. It's not a place of sightseeing, it's a place of ibrat, place of taking a lesson. This is the power of Allah Taala. So now, Nabi Karim Salaam first said, don't, please, everybody should be very now conscious about this. Now, he had to pass also. So he had to pass also. This was the road. So how did he pass? Then Nabi Karim covered his Mubarak head with his shawl in order to block the view also. Not even to see what's going on. And then he quick, he made his mount, his animal that he was riding, ride, go very fast. And he passed through this place very, very quickly. With his Mubarak head covered with his shawl, so he doesn't even see the thing around. This all happened thousands of years before. Now can we imagine some place where the azab of Allah Ta'ala came thousands of years prior because of the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala that took place at that time but the effects of that azab are still in the environment. What about where the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala is live? 
and on an intense level. Allah forbid if at that time somebody's life goes, how it will go, what kind of moth could that be? Everyone has to meet Allah Taala. Nobody has got any guarantee of life. Nobody can have any guarantee of tomorrow. Let alone tomorrow, today is too much also. We have no guarantee we'll leave this masjid alive. So we have to all be concerned. The greatest thing we have is our iman. We have to protect our iman. We have to protect our amal. And the very crucial aspect in this regard is the environment that we put ourselves in. That environment will either make a person or break him. The company a person keeps will either make him or break him. A person who is not concerned gets into good company, that company will rub off on him. He too will become concerned about being. He'll become concerned about akhirat. He'll become concerned about his iman. And a person who is very concerned also goes and joins company that is far away from deen. In a short while, that will impact on him. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Karim Salaam gives a beautiful example. That Masalu Jalis is Salih wa Jalis is Su. The example of good company and bad company. Good company, like an itar seller. Somebody sells itar. So now a person goes to visit him. He'll see something. The person generally goes somewhere, he sees something, he wants to buy also. What he's going to see? He's going to see what this person sells. He sells ether. So he'll buy, he'll buy what he sees. He'll buy something good, something fragrant, something very beneficial. So he'll buy ether. Or maybe that person might give him something as hadiya. But he'll give him what he has. So he has ether. He sells ether. He'll give him ether, a very good thing. And either way, if that doesn't happen, neither he buys anything, nor that person gives him as a gift. Nabi Akareem Salaam says, you will still get the fragrant smell of ether in that place. His very presence will be filled with ether fragrance. His car you sit in will be ether. You get into his house, you'll be smelling the fragrance. Because that's what he's got all around. So that fragrance will be right throughout the environment. So likewise, he's a good company, good friend, good environment. That good friend will either be somebody that will be proactive. He might start inviting you towards deen encouraging you towards righteousness. And if not, you will yourself get encouraged in that environment. That fragrance you cannot escape. And on the other side, a bad friend, bad company, like an ironmonger, he's sitting there by his furnace. That furnace now, his sparks are flying. Now his friend comes to visit him. One spark will fly and might fall on his clothing and burn him. So he didn't come for getting burned. But their environment is such that sparks are flying there. And if no sparks fly and burn his clothes, Nabi Akadim Salaam says that you cannot escape the fumes, the toxic smoke. You can't escape it. It's all over the environment. Likewise, that bad company, Allah knows best what he's smoking at that time. You can't escape the smoke. Allah knows best what he's looking at at that time. What his mind is engaged in, he's going to tell you about. And which direction he might take you? So Nabi Akareem Salaam is highlighting this. Always keep in the right environment. Always keep in good company. Always keep in the right places. This will keep boosting a person's iman. Will keep making him conscious of Allah wa ta'ala. And this is the safeguard of his deen, of his iman. Allah forbid he puts himself in the wrong environment, in the wrong company. Then that's going to impact on him. And... Allah forbid suddenly moth comes, then what? How we face Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala. So this is a very, very crucial time. Sometimes when these holiday periods come, people feel very much relaxed. 
says, now we're going to take a break. There's no harm in taking a break from the normal routine of day-to-day life. No harm in taking a break. But never take a break in a way that breaks our deen. Take a break, that's not something forbidden. But to take a break in a manner that breaks one's deen, that breaks the Mubarak way of Rasulullah wasallam, that breaks on Iman, that break with, there's no, no jannah for a person. And that amal saliha, righteous deeds, that is going to take a person, inshallah, with his Iman, directly to jannah. Otherwise, Allah forbid, there's a cleansing process, which he could, might have to go through. Therefore, we have to keep ourselves in the right environments, right places, keep the masajid alive, or five times daily salah with jama'ah in the masjid, that is the safeguard of a person's iman, his deen, keep in the remembrance of Allah wa ta'ala, daily tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, daily tasbihat and zikr, reciting istighfar, to cleanse our hearts, these dangerous environments that we have to go through, if a person has to go through a dangerous environment, because he was told now there's a virus going around, so now the person wants to put a mask on, and then he wants to do so many things, why? Because of the dangerous environment, that's what he believes. The pollutants that are there, that are harming our spiritual side, the protection for that is the remembrance of Allah Never just going around heedlessly, but in the remembrance of Allah Taala, constantly istighfar, seeking Allah Taala's forgiveness, and then also on top of that, still feeling that we have not done justice to remembering Allah Taala, then also making further amal to cleanse our hearts from whatever impact has come from the environment. Inshallah, in this way, Allah Ta'ala's fazal, we will be protected from all the impact of all these things that go around, and our iman and amal will remain safe and intact. Allah Ta'ala, keep us with iman. Allah Ta'ala, take us on perfect iman, and raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect iman.
Aber diese konkreten Projekte sind doch deficiency in dem. Also, wir haben Right, 
So once fall down, the lucky leader comes to fall down, they were having a grand life. And they were so caught up in this Palamana Sukhmaru Kyoti, but that Mahari in the form of the Rishayi, Hatta Ila Sariyaku Mahmudu, Akhanahu Bhagda, Akhanahu Bhagda. Let me be proud of what they now enjoy. Enjoy life, 
hij al in zijn leven van zijn kijk die gang dat God is al blij dat die al in het land al blij en die zijn mogelijk dat al voor het land blijft zijn die hoogt dat zijn al blijft van de kerk so dit is wat de hoogte met die kerk van die hele dus en dit is een hele aardig die
make a big line lion, make a swim lion, intense level acting lion, how would your fear be to be from Azar and Sidonis? And the Azar and Sidonis was balanced, and the heart doesn't get changed. The heart is very sensitive. The body is still, the rest of the body is able to take a change. But the heart, heart is very sensitive. The spiritual heart is even more sensitive. That allows us to spiritual heart and the whole world takes. Mm-hmm. So she's not a time to become lax about the way one. Not a time to become carefree. A time to become now very, very casual. No, it's a time to become more concerned. I mentioned to me that if you are prohibited us from having a simple of a brain, simple of a from off time, but not in a way that breaks our teeth. That brain must break our deeds, not to break our amal, not to break the command of Allah, not to break the fulfilling the right of Allah. The highest priority is the Rabb Sikha Alayhi Ahmad. That the Rabb has the right over you. And the Rabb has the right over us, the brain has the right over Allah, 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 and that we don't disobey. We don't disbelieve. Allah is our creator, He is our sustainer, He is our nourisher, He is our benefactor. His grace we take every breath. And only by His grace can the fossil goes down our throne. And only by His grace that fossil will go down and turn into nourishment into the body. And it must be His grace to choke the fossil. Because His grace won't be able to take the oxygen in. We'll be choking without the oxygen. That's Allah who's allowing us to breathe every moment, who's allowing the fossil to go down our throat, who's allowing to turn into nourishment. Who's providing the energy for us to walk and move, and then we use the energy to break his command. We use the energy to deceive him. What the height of gratitude that will be? Our greatest priority is to us the very Whether it is any time of the year, whether it is the month of Ramadan, whether it is the holiday period of December, our priority is to see the Nazar. So if we need to break, we don't break our game. We don't break chaos. We don't break modesty and change. We don't break the values of Iman. We keep our Iman intact. We keep the values of Iman intact. In doing so, we have to sacrifice everything else. Then we don't. We sacrifice everything else. We don't sacrifice our name. We have to create the love part of Odara. Life, we have to find it out and we have to It might be maybe just a few days left. Maybe one day left. Maybe a few hours or a few minutes or moments left. We have no idea. We have to be prepared for that. That we make Iman the greatest priority in our life, we keep steadfast of him, and we live our life in such a way that when that moment of death comes, we meet Allah's life in manner, that Allah's life is in the world.